Now, the the other one is, uh, can you be aware of your full body's uh, expression? Uh, I like to ask the question, where am I? Because most of the day, we're literally in the future, in the past. Our consciousness gets split into our cell phones, our computers. And so how much of a time do we actually spend in this temple that has been you know, given to us? So when I say being aware of being aware, what I mean by it is you're aware of your breath and you relax every aspect of your body. Almost a great way to, to imagine this is imagine that you have a champagne-like bubbles bubbling around your body, around all of your pores of your skin, and you just breathe in through the bubbles and exhale out through the bubbles. So it's like an instant awareness, instant presence. Welcome to the Legacy Roadmap Podcast, your ultimate guide for creating a lasting legacy as an entrepreneur. Whether you're an ambitious entrepreneur or a seasoned business owner, our podcast offers insightful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and experts who have navigated the path of legacy creation. We explore topics that matter to you, personal responsibility, financial growth, leadership, and succession planning. Our goal? To equip you with practical insights and strategies that help you transition from simply running your business to building a legacy. Join us each week as we delve into purposeful discussions aimed at positively impacting future generations. Your journey towards leaving a lasting legacy starts right here, right now. Let's dive in. Does your business serve homeowners? If so, you need to know about HOA.com, the number one referral network for professionals who serve homeowners. And we're looking for quality contractors and home service pros that we can recommend and refer to homeowners in your area. Not only will you get promoted on the HOA.com website, you'll get business from other certified pros and premier pros in your market. These people serve homeowners every day, so we help you build referral partnerships that keep referrals coming to your business for years to come. Go to HOA.com pro now and get started. Are you an entrepreneur or business owner? If so, you need to know about the Achieve Systems Business Building Membership. We are one of the best referral-based communities that wants to refer you. We help generate you thousands of leads per year. We also provide you an incredible mentorship program that has won many awards. We don't stop there. We have 60 plus opportunities to take your business to the next level, like authoring and publishing books and many, many more. Go to AchieveSystemsPro.com and get started today. Do you want to make more money in your business? Most business owners focus on building revenue. That's not enough. Building profits is what feeds your family, and almost no business owner understands how to build profit without building revenue. I can show you with near-perfect accuracy the exact business growth strategies that will generate the most revenue for your business in the shortest amount of time, focused on building profit. Learn more at bizlife.coach. Today's guest is an expert in self-realization technique and application, international conscious DJ, producer, serial impact entrepreneur, and investor, certified ambassador of peace and Wim Hof instructor. NOA or Pavel Stutlik means movement. AON is all or none. So with the NOA AON movement, he's bringing people back to their center in union with others. He created the BDM method to combine all the most effective tools and wisdom from around the world 
to share with others. Robert chats with Pavel Stutuk about his journey from professional cyclist to franchisee to entrepreneur to discovering his passion for helping people get unstuck. He discovered in his journey the power of community in serving others, helping people understand the power of their thoughts and of taking action. He wants to add tools to equip people to find health, happiness, and harmony. Well, Pavel, thank you so much for joining me today. Looking forward to learning about your journey, your impact, and of course, the legacy you want to make in the world. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And I wish the same for everyone listening. And I think that will be the exciting part. <laughs> well, we'll find out. Huh? So, Paula, I typically let entrepreneurs just share their own entrepreneurial journey. And but I'd love to have you include your journey in in the idea of the legacy that you'd like to leave or the impact you'd like to make in the world. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my entrepreneur journey started very early uh, back in Czech Republic uh, when I, I was a, a up and coming professional cyclist and basically uh, had a choice from my dad. You either go to school and your life is paid for or you do your little cycling thing and you're going to have to figure it out. And so I found a, um, a, a big uh, room, so to speak, in the cycling industry where all of my mates, I mean, they, they weren't able to afford four $10,000 bike frames. And so I went on Alibaba. You know, this is many, many, many years ago when Alibaba wasn't what it is today. And uh, I, I took the risk. I basically took a picture from Alibaba and I placed the picture on eBay. And I uh, sold the carbon frame or carbon parts on eBay to an end consumer. Then I used the funds to pay the, the factory and then I shipped it straight to them with uh, $0 down. And uh, that was my, my first uh, intervention into, into business world. Now, about three years later, it actually grew significantly. I became professional athlete and I ended up using all of the events that I went to as a lead funnel because every city has a bike store and bike stores also need uh, carbon frames that are at lower cost but for the same quality so i actually start going in and out uh, to to these and start building this little cycling <laughs> carbon business uh you know for myself and essentially when i was about 20 years old i had a major uh incident i my body completely uh, crashed out from exhaustion as well as I had the Epstein-Barr chronic fatigue and I was basically done with with a cycling career and um, it led me into a lot of depression you know self-doubt uh, I even had a suicidal thoughts because of mm. this identity that you know I had to shave off and I, I basically wanted to move to America and I, I did so I had to figure out a visa situation which <laughs> You know, for me at first, I just went on biz buy sell or whatever the website is, and I start <laughs> looking for you know small businesses that can qualify for um, you know for the E two visa, and um, I ended up finding a sushi restaurant in Boulder, Colorado, and uh, I was a twenty year old at that time, and uh, I I ended up uh, you know deploying those those funds from from the carbon business to to basically do that, but essentially three months later, it didn't qualify. So I was in America without a visa, with, with all the capital gone. <laughs> and uh, basically, I went on a hunt again, and I ended up finding Tutti Frutti frozen yogurt chain in, in Hawaii. And I don't know if you remember the frozen yogurt era, but uh, it, was, uh, it was fantastic at first. 
And uh, but I got sick and tired of making people fat because when you see the ingredients that goes into it, it's horrible. And uh, basically, uh, I I had this you know exit out of this 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 business. I ended up moving to Florida, and this is when I was 22 years old. And I found Orange Theory Fitness, uh, which at the time was maybe six locations, uh, very limited, you know, like five employees in the whole company. And so there was me uh, driving to their headquarters and asking to franchise whatever state they had left. And, uh, you know, they gave me two days uh, because two days later, there was the dark period for for redisclosing, uh, you know, the, the franchise disclosure documents. And, you know, during that time, you can't sell franchises or territories. And so they, I think it was a kind way to say, uh, excuse my language, fuck off, basically. And, uh, and I ended up getting it all done. And I was there driving up to Atlanta, Georgia, which, which I ended up getting the Georgia state at first. And uh, within six months, we, we became the fastest growing region in the entire chain. And uh, it, it allowed me to partner up with the actual CEO and president to, to grow this empire from you know, New York, uh, Florida, Georgia, to uh, Nevada, Oregon, San Francisco, and Hawaii. And so the next six years, I was just going, opening one unit after another and uh, managing upwards, you know, 100 franchisees under my belt. And uh, this was my way to learn the the U.S. business, the franchise business. <laughs> and- wow. Lots of, you know, up and downs all throughout. And, you know, I had no experience in, in any of this, right? It was really uh, all s- learned through, well, first, the franchise business was really helpful because of the foundation. But in this process, you know, I have always had this uh, spiritual aspect of me or maybe maybe this voice, this inner voice that kept on questioning, you know, is this it? You know, like I, I've checked box uh, or checklist the entire um, you know, American dream uh, as, as an immigrant, as, you know, everything that, that you might think of. But I was still unhappy and I, I felt burned out and I felt like, you know, I actually moved into this like egoic part of myself where it was just about, you know, what, you're going to be billionaire now? And, and then I had these questions, for what? Like, what am I doing in this world? So every three months I went into something that would push me out of comfort zone while I was you know, being entrepreneur. And, you know, it started with the samurai camp in Japan. I went into a Zen master training. I did now four times 10 days in darkness with with no food. And I've also learned through, you know, all of these shamans and gurus and teachers and mystics uh, around the world. And I went in there with an open mind and open heart. I came in there to basically, uh, how do I fulfill this, this wound inside of me that keeps on you know, coming back to my life. And this is when I, I discovered purpose. This is when I discovered, you know, there is another way. This is not the answer. And I was playing a ping pong uh, or tennis match my whole life. I had highs, I had lows, I had good days and bad days. And it wasn't until I went into the dark room for the first time that I finally got this clarity, you know, who am I? What am I doing? Where do I want to go? And this is when I created this Noah Aeon brand, which... Noah means movement, Aeon is all or none, and it symbolizes duality that I was living in, these highs and lows. And the whole mission is to come back into center, into harmony, into unity, into the true foundation of, of who we are without all of this societal norm. 
And uh, I walked out of there and I had this clear vision. I have to re-identify what is my passion? What is my purpose? What legacy do I want to leave behind? And so my passion was music. So I literally got out of there and learned how to produce uh, music and how to DJ. My my, uh, that was my passion. My purpose uh, was I can't just leave all of these things for myself. I have to like share all this wisdom and, and teachings. And so I put it into, you know, retreats, workshops and, and, and speaking engagements because I felt the most in my purpose when I was servicing others. And um, my legacy, you know, I started a company called Tomorrow's Vision, which was a purpose-driven a fund to basically help other companies that are here for the greatest good of the whole uh, to uh, to accelerate and to to help them with the seed funding. Now, after this decision, though, this is when I lost everything. <laughs> so I went into another extreme, which which was this spiritual aspect of myself. And it took about three years before, you know, I start selling out most of my assets and I just was done with that that persona. But I made a big mistake, which was, you know, that cash flow was, was feeding me. That cash flow was, you know, rolling forward to all of the pre-commitments that I have made. And uh, essentially, uh, there was a day I, I woke up and every account was frozen. Every account was below zero and I had nothing. <laughs> and uh, it was so uh, crazy that, I mean, I, I used the, the power of fasting, uh, you know, to, to basically keep enough food for my kids and, and to sustain our, our limited lives. Because, you know, as, a, as, an, as an expensive entrepreneur, your lifestyle is very different uh, that, that you need to keep up with versus a lifestyle that, you know, you're just living off of workshops. And so it wasn't until COVID uh, that I was able to, you know, make this back and come back to, to, to this level. And, and I came into an integrative level where I don't just think about these tools. I actually live these tools and I integrate it into my life. And to be honest, I had to change this, this business head on that only believe that can make money as, an, as a businessman, as an entrepreneur. But I had to switch it to this hat that, you know, that same hat we're wearing in relationships, we're, really, we're wearing in our passions, in our purpose. And so... I integrated all of these and, you know, now I'm living happy ever after, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> nice. Well, let's, I want to go back a little bit. Um, obviously being a professional athlete um, gives you some discipline that a typical person doesn't have. So would you say that your training in cycling prepared you for this leap into entrepreneurship when you came to the United States? I mean, you you so get it. You, I, I literally think until today um, that endurance, you know, we, we were doing 20, 25,000 miles a year on a bike. But on top, I added the whole business aspect, which, which is what, you know, ran me to the ground. But when I removed the physical strain and I just focused on business, it was actually so easy for me to power up 12, 15 hour workdays because I didn't have that physical exhaustion. So absolutely, I think it developed this endurance, but it also developed this obsession, you know, without winning, without, you know, going until the finish line, I wasn't done. And that I had to also dim down <laughs> in my life. So we talked a little bit about legacy and you mentioned your family and, and being broke. <laughs> what, 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 how did that transition, obviously 
now you, you've come back to center and you have this holistic view of the world, right? So legacy isn't just about money. Legacy is about meaning and, and uh, impact. And so what, how, how, how is legacy for you now towards your family? What, what is it that you'd like to make sure that your children learn from, from this journey that you've been on? Yeah. So first thing first, you know, we don't have to learn through the gutter and we don't have to learn constantly through mistakes because this is something that's put on us. You know, like if you don't earn it, if you don't work hard enough, you don't you don't uh, you don't deserve it. And, and you know, I had that paradigm inside of me, but it is very untrue. I mean, we're meant to magnetize uh, our decisions and everything is about choices and consequences that we take that will buckle into the action and thoughts and words we, we say. And so essentially, you know, what, what I did is I kind of broke down my, my life into three categories. So there is, you know, me, myself, which is how do I spend time with myself? What is the creativity I'm going to put out? What are the passions? Uh, what education? And how do I develop that, that being, right? That is the most important part of, of everybody's life. Now, the second part, I broke down into relationships and oh boy, I, I mean, in this, this time, I, I, I got divorced. I got divorced from not just, uh, you know, a personal relationship, but also the business partners that were not part of this, this balance, this ecosystem. And, you know, in this process of unhooking and releasing, you know, that's when I find myself. And so it's me, it's the relationships, and then it's the career or the, I call it the life's mission that kind of builds the, the, the triangle of, of my legacy. And for me, you know, to, to win, it means that it's not uh, the, the standard win-win relationships. We're talking about the triple benefit. You know, I've literally learned that if, if it benefits you, if it benefits me, it also has to benefit the whole. And whatever it's the Mother Earth we live on, whatever it's the communities that we serve, uh, without triple benefit, somebody else is still losing. And so uh, that, that is, you know, the, the foundational legacy to me. Yeah, that's really powerful and, and really important. I think more and more companies need to recognize the impact they're having on the planet, the impact they're having on people like their employees and, and their customers. And of course, the stockholders still need a piece in that, but it can be a triple benefit where the employees that can have a good life, the customers can get what they want from the, from the company and the company's impact on the planet doesn't have to be destructive. Um, and I think more and more that these messages need to be <laughs> need to be shared. We'll be right back after this short break. Do you need an increase in revenue? We help business owners find 100K in 90 days and create a roadmap for implementation. There's no pressure, just a chance to get some assistance and clarity. Scheduling is easy. Simply visit ownitcall.com and select a time that works for you. It's time for you to focus on doubling the 20% that creates 80% of your revenue. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. I really liked what you said about not having to learn from, from the gutter or that the only way we can learn is by, by making mistakes. And there absolutely are lessons that we can learn without having to make all the mistakes and without having to, <laughs> to fall in the holes. And a lot of those can happen uh, through relationships with mentors or con, you know, coaches or so 
how have mentors or coaches you know, served you on your journey? Yeah. So um, on the business journey, uh, some of the most exciting things were uh, books like Reinventing Organizations uh, or, you know, good old Tony Hichet. I, I went through the inside training maybe seven, eight years ago, and I was so mesmerized and inspired by self-management and, um, and responsibility. And, and I actually, you know, in this process, I, I converted my companies into this and I failed miserably because I didn't account for uh, the emotional intelligence that has to be developed to take this type of responsibility. But at the same time, you know, I've always been uh, this humanitarian <laughs> where I wanted to make everybody win. And so for me, company culture was everything. Uh, sometimes, you know, I always say we used to spend 70% of our time in our business meetings on how are you as a person? How's life? You know, how can we help you and assist you? And then how can you be, how can you help and assist this, this ecostructure? And so uh, Tribal Leadership is another great book that, that was on, on the way uh, as to, you know, how to develop consciousness through leadership. And, you know, what's ironic is every single book I've mentioned, it also mirrors the teachings that I've ever learned from the uh, spiritual, mental, or emotional coaching. So what's really interesting is the they call it different, right? It's a different labeling system, but it's the same intention. And this is when, you know, that integration was such a, a big piece because there is no difference in, in your career or at your home because you're learning the same lessons. It's just like, are you ready to re-see those lessons and grow from it? Or will you keep on... Uh, staying you know dimmed down in in the process of it yeah exactly so so let's talk about that faith journey right obviously we have a very practical side in in the business space and then re relational side you know emotional space in in relationship with others in relationship with family and and yet there's this this spiritual element that that flows through through all of it and many people try to box that up right and not not have that box open in their in their workspace for some they don't want that box open in their family space or relational space but the reality is the spirit part is is always around us it's always a part money is spiritual the decisions we make in business are spiritual because they impact other people's lives so speak into that spiritual element and the importance in your your life of that rising up and 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 obviously it, it went too far for a period, but now it's come back to balance, right? Where, where, where you recognize that the three of those need to be in balance. Yeah. So I think first, you know, what's interesting is the definition of what is spiritual, right? Because uh, spiritual has gotten this label of woo-woo and, and weirdness. And, and, you know, to me, spirituality, I mean, this is your, your fundamental meaning of life. You know, this is the fundamental thoughts that you're receiving. What are the emotions? I mean, are you feeling uh, guilty, jealous, uh, pain, fear, or are you in in a feelings of you know uh, joy, happiness, and 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 self evolution? And so, what's interesting is you know when I talk about spirituality in general, I mean a lot of mystics say you know we're spiritual beings living a physical experience. And if you think about it, right, there's this original source that gives us life when we take the first air. And that takes it away when we take the last breath of air. And what we do in between the first breath and the last breath, uh, I truly believe, is what determines the quality and awareness 
of our life. And so for me, spirituality really uh, began with, with breath. Um, breathing is essential. It's life. Uh, it's, you know, some, some uh, traditions call it the ha, the mana, prana, chi. I mean, uh, it's all interchangeable. And that could be that, that source, right, that gives us life. Now, when you start paying attention to your breath, and by the way, just a simple exercise everybody can do right now, whatever you might be, is just observe your breath about five and a half seconds on inhale, five and a half seconds on exhale, in and out your nose. It's been validated by science that it increases your, your HRV, your heart rate variability, and lowers down your stress and brings you into more of a heart brain coherence. So that way, your monkey brain is not the dominant aspect of your choices and of your life now the the other one is uh can you be aware of your full body's uh expression uh i like to ask the question where am i because most of the day we're literally in the future in the past our consciousness gets split into our cell phones our computers and so how much of a time do we actually spend in this temple that has been you know given to us so when i say being aware of being aware what I mean by it is you're aware of your breath and you relax every aspect of your body. Almost a great way to, to imagine this is imagine that you have a champagne-like bubbles bubbling around your body, around all of your pores of your skin, and you just breathe in through the bubbles and exhale out through the bubbles. So it's like an instant awareness, instant presence. And then the third tool of, of this is can you pay attention to a stillness and silence behind the noise. So mm -hmm. beneath the noise, no matter if you're in the, in the middle of music festival, a subway, or matters not, you can still be aware of your breath, body awareness, and this stillness and silence beneath the noise. Now, this is what I call the instant presence. And more time we spend into, in the state, essentially we're accessing more of that alpha, theta brain waves, which moves us from that uh, overly active beta. Beta is the anxious mind, uh, the thinking mind that just does not stop, the monkey brain. And what happened to me is when you tune that instrument into this lighter, subtle frequency, then you start getting these other ideas, these limitless, you know, uh, ideas for new business or ideas how to solve your relationship. And these, um, these spiritual senses, they always speak to us but we don't take enough time to slow it down and to listen to them. And these senses always have our highest good. They will never tell you to start smoking or, or, or drinking alcohol. You know, if, if, if anything, it's the opposite. And uh, what I've learned through accessing this spirituality was just to the act of slowing down, the act of unhooking, the act of paying attention to these other six senses, uh, if, we, if we call it that way. Well, and even in the sales conversation, so many people, the monkey brain, you get into your head. And if you're in your head in the conversation, you're worried about how do I close it? How do I ask the right question versus getting into the body and experiencing the feeling? And then the conversation with the person is more about the result and how they'll feel when they get the result. And and you're feeling that and experiencing that. And it, it makes the conversation simply that a conversation on an energetic level that actually communicates so much more the power of of being present and and shifting shifting from your mind into your body is is so powerful 
Um, and yet, obviously, so few practice that even the awareness of our, you know, of our body, awareness of our breathing um, are very powerful exercises. So thank you for sharing those. So let's talk about Noah Aeon and and what's what's the impact? What's the goal? What are, how are you helping people? Yeah, so so basically, uh, for the last seven years, we spent touring the world and uh, working with you know thousands of people, pretty much on every continent. And uh, the whole mission, uh, or what we call the Noah movement, you know, has been about realizing the the Triple H effect, which is the health, happiness, and harmony. And uh, you know that doesn't end with business, right? It just goes into and triggers into every you know aspect of our life. And so. Uh, I spent about 15 years of just this deep traveling and learning and, and understanding this, this meaning. And what I did is any tools that had science behind them that I was able to integrate into my life, I brought that into the toolbox that we teach uh, today. And we call it the system reset experiences. Now, when I talk about system reset, so think about your, your life or your body, your mind, your emotions and spirit as a computer. Uh, when a computer is needing to download new software or new apps, we have to connect to the internet. Now, in order for us to have new downloads, without the internet connection, we're just running on the old operating software, recreating from the past, projecting the same life into the future. Now, what we do with people is we put the hard reset, you know, just like a computer, you, you hold it for two seconds and, and it you know, shuts down. And through these practices, it's breath work, sound healing, frequencies, coaching, uh, biohacking. I mean, it's, it's a vice, it's a, it's a very wide range of, of tools uh, that are made simple so everybody can understand. We connect into the internet. So instead of internet, we go into the internet and computers are extension of us, right? And if you have too many apps open, uh, think of your apps as situations, emotions, your thought patterns. They just keep on, you know, being there in the background. So we re-see those apps. We exit out of and delete the ones that don't work. And we re-upload the ones that do work. So, for example, if you continue to thinking, you know, you have a business idea, right? But then your first sequence of thoughts is, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. And I don't have the right partners. Let's mm -hmm. say that's the three, three apps that you're, you know, running in your background. Now, what, what I would do, first thing first, and, and I had to do this for myself, I wrote these belief system down on a piece of paper. I scratched them out and I rewrote the, the, the new belief system that I have. So that way now my monkey brain or the egoic aspect of us actually works for me instead of against me. And so this is just a simple you know, example. One of those things that we, we do with people is that we literally can download and re-upload uh, the right thoughts. And if you think about your life, you're the makeup of what you think, what you say, and what you do. And that creates your character. Now, it's literally as simple as that. And we can call it spirituality. And we can also call it just, you know, choices and consequences of our everyday actions. It's, it's literally, that's it. And if you zoom out on your life, and for a moment, you look at what are the constant thoughts that I have? What are the constant, you know, cycles that I keep on coming back to? wrong partnerships, uh, lack of money, you know, whatever it, it manifests as, then you got to go backwards and start, you know, clearing these things out. 
And that's what I call the journey through self-transformation. Well, it, it's so powerful and, and what a great example. My wife talks about limiting beliefs in the way of, of removing the malware and reprogramming. So it's exactly, you described it in much greater detail, which is fantastic. So uh, appreciate that because it is, it, it is as simple as what we think, say, and do. Now the application and reprogramming of what we think, say, and do becomes much more challenging for, for many of us because it's a, I mean, obviously for many of us, it, it took 20, 30 years to put those beliefs into place. Some of them have been there that entire time, mostly planted by our parents or teachers and identifying those and removing those, right? Allows, I mean, it requires that awareness, right? Wow. Where did that thought come from? Right. And then being able to recognize, oh, that's not true. How do I reprogram that and, and change that thought so that I can change what I'm saying to myself? which of course leads to changing what I'm doing. Well, and you know, here's the, here's the deal. So I think the the biggest, and it, this is by, by design, right? Like we're meant to constantly be busy and, and we're, we created a society of doers, right? If we don't do enough, we don't feel like we're good enough. And um, it's, uh, it's become so prominent. I mean, I was there as well, you know, say, say, same place, just uh, would start feeling bad if I don't, you know, uh, work long enough hours. But the reality is, uh, I call this the process of unhooking that has to take place in order for us to redefine of the new hooks that we want to, or directions that we want to, you know, uh, choose to do. And um, for me, very simple exercise that, that everybody can do uh, is once a day, I take one to two hours uh, before the day starts just with myself. And I create a really powerful morning ritual. It's usually a combination of, you know, breath work, meditation, um, it's, uh, I, I use different devices for brain, for neuroplasticity and, uh, and, and exercise. And then before the end, before it ends, I start thinking, what are my meetings? What are the outcomes? Where, where are the feelings and what do I need help with? So that way there's no surprise in anything that can come. Now, once a week, I take full day off, which, you know, it's not, in much, but it's also, you know, enough for us to basically fully unhook. And this is a digital detox and physical detox and mental detox. I mean, this is when you, you know, you got to get out of the Netflix, you got to get out of everything that is occupying your mind, because otherwise you're continue to living somebody else's life. And uh, once a month, I take three to four days. And uh, to give you an example, if you've ever been to a vacation, and the first three days, you don't know what to do with yourself because like, you know, I, normally you would be on the Zoom call number five and, and you know, whatever. And so it literally takes about three days just to calm down our nervous system to unhook from this busy world. And, and if you've ever had this experience where the last two days of your vacation, you're like, I don't want to leave. I finally feel, you know, good. And that's because you finally unhooked. And so uh, that's what I do monthly. And then once a year. I do 10 to 15 days like this. And this is when I reevaluate the whole year. I do self-assessment. I think about the relationships I have, the ideas, the, cre the creations I want to create. And I also go back in time to make sure that, you know, my decisions didn't impact anyone negatively. And if it did, how do I make it work? So it doesn't hold me back from, you know, accelerating the next year. But this simple method literally has changed the trajectory of my life 
because I took time for myself to identify, you know, who I want to be. Ah, so powerful. Pavel, we end every episode with guests sharing their words of wisdom. So for our entrepreneurial audience listening, who, what would your words of wisdom be? It's easier than we think and it's harder than we know. And so if I could give one piece, it is just do this, what I just said, spend the next, uh, you know, in your next week calendar, a full day with yourself, nobody involved, including your partners. Just go out in the nature, go out somewhere with your journal, no cell phone, without any agenda, and just start asking these questions. Who am I? Who I want to be? What am I doing? And assess, you know, it will really, really uh, fuel you well. Pavel, thank you so much for joining me today. This was a fantastic conversation, and I appreciate the legacy and impact you're making in the world. Thank you so much as well. Thank you for tuning into this episode brought to you by the power of intentional decisions that lead to massive action. These aren't just buzzwords. They're qualities that can help you take control of your life and build a successful six or seven figure business. To support you on this journey, we're offering one of our most popular books, Fish Out Leads In, 52 Fresh Ideas for Lead Generation. You can download it free at enjoybizlife.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please show us some love by liking, subscribing, and leaving a review. But most importantly, share it with someone who needs to hear it. In our next episode, Sean Finnegan and Robert talk about family, the value of building business with your family. There is pain in failing, but there can also be motivation. Sean learned the power of relationships and getting the right people and partners accelerates growth and gives you multiple perspectives to learn. He's committed to helping small business owners thrive by saving on taxes.